Hello and welcome to, finally, April 1990. It's You Know It with me and Nick. Hello, how are you today? I'm alright. My name's Doris, by the way. And I'm Nick, by the way, and we're ultra excited because it's the WrestleMania month. It's it's the it's the month we've been talking about since January. Yeah. I, I think as soon as we started this podcast, we were like, oh yeah, but WrestleMania 6. Yeah. Um, so we're finally here. Um, it is... April of 1990, and um, we've got some uh, some stuff going down. Uh, the uh, Strange Ways Riot takes place in Manchester. Uh, 25-day prison riot. Guys up on the roof. I remember it. I remember it well. You remember it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I was too young to remember this bit. Yep. So this is this is new. Uh, well, it's not news, but it's uh, it, I wasn't around yeah. uh, to uh, to remember it. Um, but of course, this goes on twenty five days um, and yeah. ends up with like riots breaking out in Bristol as well, and I think Birmingham was it Birmingham? Yeah, spread as well? over the country. Um, yeah. Oh, Cardiff. Sorry, Cardiff and Bristol. Uh, so it so it ends up kind of. Uh, becoming this huge thing yeah. uh, across the nation in the end, um, but yeah, I don't know how they got up on the roof, but you know they I mean, managed it. It looked like it was a very old building, so yeah, I think they threw a lot of the roof down as yeah, well from the looks of the it. Tiles. So, uh, so uh, I'm guessing it got replaced shortly after. But um, but yeah, crazy crazy riots. Um, we had an earthquake in Bishop's Castle, five point one on the Richter scale. That's pretty serious for England. It's uh, serious for England. I, I think yeah. when we get to the wrestling, though, it's probably even more serious earthquake. There's a much bigger earthquake on the horizon for April of 1990. Uh, we have our very first Aldi. Yeah. Opens in the UK. That's uh, really early. I didn't expect that. I, I thought the same. And I, I saw the, I saw this listed and I was like, really? Yeah, apparently yeah. Aldi in the UK was April of 1990. That's, yeah. Because I thought it was like, 2000s yeah or you know? late 90s at mm. least uh, I was saying yeah maybe 90s. maybe like 97 you're pushing I'll be there you're still lying to me yeah but uh, apparently so so uh, Aldi uh, actually opened their first chain um, in Stetchford Birmingham um, in uh, in April of 1990 I, I guess it, it probably didn't take off massively as a chain until later no. I guess which is why we, we, we didn't really notice over here um, but uh, but yes, um, we have some uh, some uh, Ulster Defence Regiment soldiers unfortunately killed in an IRA bomb in uh, County Down. Um, Labour have a twenty three point lead over the Conservatives in the latest Mori poll, and uh, Stephen Hendry, a young looking Stephen Hendry, a very young, the youngest ever world snooker champion at twenty one. It's, it's one of those sports when young people do really well, isn't it? It's young strange. and old people. Yeah. I guess it's kind of one of those things that is yeah. just a great equaliser, isn't it? Because it's not something that, you know, yeah. you need physical... Experience. Or... Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just, you know, just go to the pub, which, you know, British yeah. people do well. Go to the pub and <laughs> Get play... Get the coins uh, out, line them up. That's it. That's it. You got. I, do you think he did that before the, the before the game? He had to put the yeah. pound down. And he was like, right, winner stays on. a lot of money back then, though, wasn't it? A pound. A pound, yeah. Probably that's... 50p, I think, on the table. 10 pence. Steve Davis, right? here's my fifty p. Winner stays on. Yeah, that's that's how that's how snooker is. Jog on, <laughs> John Virgo. Yeah, put quid down. Have you got any other news uh, before we get into the silly stuff? Um, I've I've just ooh, all my news is pretty much silly and TV related. Well, that's fine. Let's let's do that. Uh, did you want to start with TV? Um, it's all mixed in my news. So okay. If I go with um on the third of April, ITV airs the first 
Tuesday documentary. It's called Sonia's Baby. So a woman's fight um, with the medical, medical establishment to have a test tube baby using a late husband's sperm. Yeah, I mean, in 1990, that's yeah. pretty revolutionary and crazy, right? Yeah, it's like... like it's a human right, but back then, he's like, oh, I'm afraid you can't do this. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. I mean, we had, like, later in the 90s, yeah. we'll have Dolly the Sheep and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and you know, Dolly the Sheep. Crazy, uh, crazy stuff on the horizon in yeah. terms of, of what we can do with science and the impact and morality of all of that stuff. And you it's know? still going on. 6th of April, you know what happened on the 6th of April. If we've got matching notes. I think we've got matching notes. Are you going to tell me on, about I'll, the on, will. Australian children's tv show round the twist round the twist um i loved round the twist as a kid do you know the best thing about round the twist is the theme tune yes is a is um i don't know i was i was thinking about it before i came over before into the room before you came over over we live in the same building but sure (laughs) same flat um is a top 10 theme tune i know we're quite limited to what we've said the best so far well we need to i think we need to chart we need to subcategorize as well because i think you can't put you know you you can't put cartoon themes no. in with like just no. you know kids tv themes in with you know soap tv themes they all need their sub genres and yeah. i agree in the sphere of live action kids shows yeah. round the twist is a top 10 banger of a theme tune would you say if you put up against quantum leap no or baywatch no no it's not there it's not there but then again i'd put those in a separate yeah it's more of a more of a family oriented yeah, we're going to have to write these down, aren't we? You know, all right, we'll make an, uh, we're going to make a list. And one day, I'll tell you what we'll do, Nick. Yeah. We'll say we'll do this and we'll never do it because <laughs> neither of us will be bothered. Put together a Spotify list. Oh, playlist. Easy, easy. Of, of the best themes. Oh, I, I know what they are already. They're well, let's head. do it. They're well, ahead. It's too early. It's too early, though. It's too early. We're, we are, we're four months into the 90s. We, yeah. we can't decide yet. We've got a little way to go. But eventually, I think we should have a, a Spotify playlist of the top themes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So um, we also have uh, the uh, Nelson Mandela International Tribute. Obviously, we've already covered him being yeah. released. Uh, we now have the International Tribute, which is airing on uh, BBC One, held at Wembley Stadium, and uh, I believe Nelson Mandela himself turned up. He did. Did a little so, speech. Yeah. I had a look at the people that were playing, see if we can remember anybody. Um, Tracy Chapman, fast car. Yeah. I remember her. Peter Gabriel was there. Yeah, I was going to say, Peter Gabriel was the, the name that jumped out at yeah. me. Patty LaBelle, I recognise her name. Yeah, yeah, Annie ba- uh, Anita Baker, yeah. I, I recognise the name, but Did I'm like... She, 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 she Bell, I don't know. Maybe. Is that a disco banger? We'll have to Google it afterwards. Well, yeah, maybe. That's how, that's how far advanced and like how much knowledge I've looked into that concert. I yeah. I've some more research. Really. I was more excited about uh, You've Been Framed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, debuted. Now, uh, I don't know if anyone anywhere else outside of the UK knows what you've been framed is but basically you know like nowadays we do reality tv which is like the cheapest form of tv yeah. in the world we just get idiots on the tv for free or we pay them very little yeah. and, and we film them and we film their city lives and put it on tv and that's cheap tv well back in the 90s the cheapest form of tv i think was you've been framed yeah. which was basically 250 quid a video 250 quid a video you send in your your video yeah. of funny stuff basically internet memes before they were internet people falling over yeah people falling over mostly um and uh, you'll get paid 250 quid and we'll make a fortune off of it because it's one of the highest rated shows uh in the early 90s in that, that time slot. and that 250 could never went up at all no 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 it didn't they didn't do it with inflation no yeah. 
No. no. My cousin was on You've Been Framed. I don't think... Was she? She, 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 what, yeah, she, was, was she in, in the, the video or was she filming the video? She was the video, the person that filmed. Oh. She didn't get any money, though. She was like doing like some karate in the background or practicing. Yeah, it's not. Sorry, it's not two hundred and fifty pound for everyone in the video. No, it's just a film. It's just 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 the videographer. Yeah, one two hundred and fifty pounds. So she broke. I think she broke her ankle or sprained her ankle. See, if I broke my ankle and you filmed it and got two hundred, I would want that money. I'd yeah, be like, I'd be like, but I'm the one with the broken ankle. Yeah, give me your two hundred and fifty quid now. I want it <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want it right away. Well, I don't know if you also got this in your news. Um, I have because we've copied the same news. Have you got the back BBC One Air is Wogan on Ice? No. Have you not so no, no, we don't have the so same you, notes. You've missed this then. Wogan on Ice? What? Hang on, was Wogan? Wogan's not on Ice. Oh. But he's on Talk About Ice Skating. Oh, well, that's rubbish. The, you, the, the title <laughs> yeah. is amazing. You're aware of Jane Torval and Christopher Dean. Do you remember Torval and Dean? Yeah. Well, they had great success during the 84 Olympics. And they're appearing in the UK for the first time since 1985. So this is five years. Mm. They've not been on there. And if you've, I've, I've watched it before, and it's like it's quite frosty between them. It doesn't seem right. He seems a bit controlling. Oh no! Yeah, that was scandal pending. It, I don't know. It could have been, but it might. Mm. Just, it might just be not like the, the top professional. And he wants a hit. Yeah, well, yeah. Again, it's tens yeah. out of ten. I guess it, those those high levels of athleticism. There's, yeah. there's probably a bit of a uh, bit of rivalry. Yeah. Um, we have uh, in this month French and Saunders. Uh, they've got the uh, episode uh, with the uh, sketch Modern Mother and Daughter, uh, which basically would become... Absolutely fabulous. Absolutely fabulous, uh, which we will get to two years from now. Yeah. Oh, maybe a bit quicker if we speed things up, you know. No, no, no. Two um, years yeah. in time. Yeah, we yeah. Will, yeah we'll probably get <laughs> there <us>. sooner. <laughs> but I mean two years into 1990. Um, and we also have the final ever episode of You Bet with Bruce Forsyth. But don't worry, Matthew yeah. Kelly will be there to take over. Yeah, that's uh, Bruce really is... early in my head, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Bruce is moving on. He'll find some other work. Don't worry. Bruce, Bruce is always in work. <laughs> What's he going to be like? Did he it's generation... like Les last time. Oh, I think, I think he takes a generation game from Les, doesn't he? Like, I think he does. Yeah, Les, I'm having this one. Yeah. You go and do Bullseye with Jim or something like that. <laughs> and there's also, do you remember like, the good old children's TV on that Saturday? Mm-hmm. BBC launched a new one. It replaced. <laughs> is it the news? No, there's no news. They were oh actually decent. They replaced two shows on the waterfront and up to you, which is UPTU, mm-hmm. with the eight fifteen from Manchester. Do you know where they got the name from? <laughs> it starts at eight fifteen and it was from Manchester. Brilliant. Basic. Brilliant. They just got that. I mean, out it's there. factually accurate. It's like what we're going to call this, like Saturday night, Saturday morning fun time. That eight fifteen from Manchester. It's a good way to ensure that they don't change your time slot. Exactly. It's like when we did like, that. Well, that, that's the time that we can't have it on at any other time of the day. It's a bit like when we were trying to come up with a name for that 90s night. It was forever. It was just called that 90s night in our heads. Like, mm. And we ran out of time, so we called it that 90s night. Yeah. Yeah, but it's factually accurate. I, I think that's fine. It is. Um, also, Miss, Mr. Frisk won the Grand National. That's mm. the name of the horse, not the rider. Yeah. Broke Red Rum's record by 14 seconds. Wow. And obviously, uh, with the Grand National, horses don't always finish for various reasons. Mm. There's one called Roller Joint. Roller Joint. Why would you call a horse Roller Joint? Is that a horse's name? Like, <laughs> I don't it's know. It's like a typical British thing. It's like Roller Joint. I guess that's what. Uh, Why would you call it that? Unfortunately, mm. he passed away after the. Yeah, well. They got put down. Whatever, whatever phrase they want to use these days. Shot. Exactly, yeah. Stone Roses are fined £6,000 for causing damage and vandalism to their former record label. That's that's a drop in the ocean for them, surely. Yeah. Back then. Probably, I don't know. I don't know. 
I imagine that six, six six grand. It costs like three grand for like um, what's that twelve twelve thousand dollars? Yeah, guess, some of that. But like, didn't Dot Cotton win ten grand last month in EastEnders? She so. did. They could have spoke to Dot. Yeah, got the money off Dot. Got the money off Dot. She uh, spent it all though on her son. We don't know. We might get there in a little bit. I reckon. And also, um, British Sky Broadcasting (BSB) officially launches in the UK on the twentieth of April, which is confusing because my notes had it last month and yeah. also this month. Yeah. Bizarre. I wonder if it's like the big official launch. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, so yeah, either way, uh, the uh, satellite contender uh, has arrived in the UK. Yeah, big competition going. Tell me all about the soaps, Nick. Are you ready for soaps? I am ready for soaps. Let's hit you with like EastEnders, right? Go on, this is the big one. Um, this, I do not remember this storyline. The, the nude statue storyline. Yeah. Um, Go on. I'll cover this in minimal doubt. No, no, minimal. no. Cover it in great detail. This uh, is fantastic. A statue turns up in EastEnders in the square where all the stuff happens by the pub where everything happens. Yep. It's a statue of Diane. Yep. Don't know Diane is Frank's daughter. Well, we, we covered her because she yeah. was homeless and living on the streets. Yeah. And this is why she was desperate for money. Yeah. And this guy took advantage. Yep. Uh, this quote unquote artist. Yep. Now, Did um,. <laughs> I, I do know a slight spoiler because I looked up the uh, the character yeah. right on uh, Wikipedia or like you know the, the yeah. I don't know what, the the Wikipedia equivalent of EastEnders yeah. I, I found that Wikipedia Vic- yeah Wikipedia right and uh, on that it lists the character's status as alive so yeah. I know that Frank didn't kill him yeah Frank wanted to kill him I know he did I, I can imagine I can imagine Frank got there got like got all EastEnd on him and like ooh. You mug. Getting you all mug these mugged. It's basically they spent the entire month like with like this guy turning up, I wanna do some more artwork with you. I wanna I wanna do more work with you. Running away from Frank. In the end, um, Diane goes up to him and says, I've done some artwork. I wanna show you because I wanna be an artist as well. And he's like, Nah, you're not a good love. You're only good to be a model. And Damn. and that's how he sort of fades off into the sunset. That's really his So so hang on a minute. Um Diane is run away. Yeah. Uh, she becomes homeless yeah, and she's desperate for money. This guy takes advantage of her, uh, makes all this art, presumably yeah. makes some money off of it. Yeah, I doubt she did though, did she? She made no money off of it, yeah. but then he just gets away with it. Is that the end of the storyline? Yeah. He just gets away with it. You don't get like a, <laughs> Brilliant. He didn't get like a cliff around the ear from like Frank or anything like that. Didn't or, get his just desserts, didn't get anything. The Mitchells didn't turn up and like rough yeah, him up. Yeah, right. I would have expected. Even the Mitchells, because they were like the... They're the guardian angels of the square, but they weren't. They're, they're the um, yeah, they're they're the dark heroes, aren't yeah. they? They're the anti-heroes of of like Batman. Yeah, a bit like Batman, only bold and <laughs> bald man, bald man. And there's two of them. Yeah. Well, it, it was all kicking off around the entire month for EastEnders. It's a busy EastEnders month. Uh, yeah. Well, we've got this. This was well, going on. You see, we've we talked about this because you've got Christmas and yeah. New Year, huge. Yeah. Then you've got the lull, and we're coming back out now. We're coming yeah. out punching. Because, like, obviously, Dot's got this 10 grand and Nasty Not Nick, for long. Nasty Nick is back. Yeah, of course he and is. And now he's trying to get her money. So he's like, I want to cook for your ma. So he's, <laughs> he's like, start cooking for her. And she's eating his food. It's like, well, I wonder why he's cooking all this food for me. Because he wants to give her a good, balanced diet. Yeah. So he's learning things to work. Living in prison, he learned how to cook. So we're, we're going to come back to it later on in the month because other stuff's going on before we get to the end of the month. I think I actually remember this storyline yeah. now. Do you? Yeah. I'm not going to spoil it. So we'll talk about it off air, but yes. I think I know where this goes. I've do, just yeah. remembered. So Frank, yeah, think, go back to Frank. He's like, having oh, a rough this food's time. delicious. I'm feeling a bit sleepy, but yeah. it's wonderful. Yeah. So we're having a good time, but Frank's not having a good time. Obviously, his daughter's back, but mm. there's 
nude statues up, but now he wants to give up the. I mean that that is a. I mean even even for this sleazy weirdo, yeah, this is a pretty ballsy move to put a nude statue of her because because <laughs> yeah. the photo I saw. It's right in the square. Yeah, it's it's just like literally in the square where yeah. everyone can see it. And how did he get it in the square? I don't know. What are the logistics? Is it must have been in a van work? or something. Or like, how did he get like... Got it dropped off with a crane. And like then like get it in there. We're making no noise. So they're all nosy as well. Someone would have seen him put it in there in the middle of the night. I hope that that statue is still somewhere. Like the Rocky statue. <laughs> yeah, but next to Arthur's bench. <laughs> next to Arthur's bench, yeah. But Arthur's still alive, so we can't talk about Arthur's bench That's yet. true. So like Frank is a bit upset, so he's now going to give up the pub. Oh, but no. Like, oh, no, you've got like 12 months. So he thinks, oh, can you reduce it to three? So that storyline's sim- simmering in the background. Uh-huh. Now we go back to Sharon and Michelle. So obviously Sharon's Dirty Den's adopted daughter. And Michelle, her best friend, was Den's lover. Yeah. So they go to the canal to watch the police, police divers search for Den's body because Den's been offed by some um, mobsters. Yeah. Because he was a bit of a bad boy. Mm-hmm. They can't find him, so they come back out. Going back to the Vic, they're trying to talk Frank into extending his license. She says, oh, your old manager's gone. I'm the new manager. Stay with us. And he's like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. So that storyline keeps... Mo- you do quite a good Frank impression, by the way. Yeah, I want to do that bit when he puts his like fingers on his eyes, but no one can see it. Like, he's, oh, like that. I'll um, we'll, put, like, we'll, a little we'll film a, it. We'll film it at some point. We'll put a there, clip online. <laughs> so like... um. Dot is still going like having these f- having this food with um Nick. We started to notice um Nick is making a different meal for himself than he's making for her. Well, that's not suspicious. Uh, it's weird, all. isn't it? That's obviously going to continue into next month as well. So we've not got a full story there, but we know mm. what's going to happen. That's so funny. That see, that's the point of this show yeah. is to remember stuff, and that is just the, that storyline yeah. has just come into my head. I was like, oh, I actually remember this one. Yeah, yeah. And now we're going back to Paulie and Arthur. Mm. Arthur's still alive. He hasn't got a bench yet. No, he's still going. Refused to go to Danish King Girl. Sharon's done a runner. So now Michelle, who's their daughter, mm. and is also um also got a kid by Den, who's her best friend's dad. We need a map, really, don't we? Yes, yeah, some, some very complicated it. chart. And that's that month for EastEnders. Obviously, next month, we're going to have some more storyline with Dot. Yeah. We're just going to kick off with Dot. And if you think EastEnders has been exciting, you wait until you see what's going on in Emmerdale. Is it the plane crash? No. Is it the bus crash? No. Is it the no? Because the car crash is way later. Nothing. Not there are three exciting things that ever happened right. in Emmerdale, and I've just covered them. The helicopter crash. No. See, that's right. it. You read, read this ready? So Bill tells Amos. You're going to tell me someone the sheep gave birth or something? No, no. Bill tells Amos he might get a fine because he feels like his poll tax form wrong. Oh my god. Which is quite topical because we had the poll tax right some month before, didn't we? They. Could have planned. I don't know how quickly yeah. in advance they they film, but they might have done yeah. that on purpose. I don't know. Maybe. Well, because obviously Amos and Henry own um, the Warpack. Yeah. All of a sudden, it starts getting really busy. Mm. All these tourists start turning up, like, and I think, why is everyone turning up at the Warpack? It's a quiet pub, and they keep asking, "Where's the ghost?" Is it like, what ghost? We've heard you got a welcoming ghost, and they're like, "No, there's no ghost here." And they got this. Why would you say that? I don't know. But I, they- if I owned a pub, I'd be like, "Yeah, we've got a ghost." But they've got a book, and in this book of all the local pubs, it says there's a welcoming ghost. Right. So Amos is having none of this. He calls the publisher. He's like, like, "I hate, I hate making money. Stop this immediately." It's only a typo. It's welcoming host, but they put ghost. I would. Why would you? Why would you argue against it? I know, but it's making your business a fortune. I know, but it keeps going. So the Warpacks are still busy with ghost hunters because obviously the book is still out. Yeah. 
And up at the Warpacks, like, since we're getting busy, Henry, who's uh, Mr. Wilkes, I think, wants to buy a microwave. But he must say, no, we can't have a microwave in a pub. That's, that's how it goes, really. Yeah. So during like during the month, um, Amos starts to believe there's a ghost in the pub. Right, because of this typo, he's yeah. now he's now convinced himself he, there is actually keeps, a ghost. He keeps hearing noises, so he gets um challenged by Seth, the guy with the mustache. Remember Seth? Yeah, of course. Seth Seth is the about the only thing I remember yeah. of Emmerdale, right? Yeah. Because of his mustache. It's a fine, mighty fine mustache. It is. So he challenges him to stay in the um the cellar overnight, right. which he won't won't do. But like he says, he doesn't believe in ghosts. Right, this is about two weeks of them making noises in the building. It's just the building's a noisy building. Yeah, wood the, expands and contracts with heat, and yeah, yeah. yeah. And eventually, like the story just ends. It doesn't go anywhere. It's like it just they just end it and they don't talk about it anymore. Sadly, I know. I bet there's loads of ghosts in there now. Bet you is. Yeah, plane crashes, everything. Isn't it? <laughs> like like helicopter planes. There's more cars, ghosts in buses. humans. Yeah, yeah. Well, remember Joe? When remember we talked about Joe the other when he bought a motorbike? He bought a quad bike. Yes, I do. He nearly runs over someone on a horse. I don't know oh, how God. you can run over a horse on a motorbike. Because horses are massive. They are, yeah. yeah. Um, it's weird, isn't it? And it's all kicking off as well. Frank, he's like, he's a big money man. He wants to like, take over control of Emmerdale or the right. whole village. Uh-huh. So he's going to be on a caravan site and a golf course. Okay. But Amos like fights him. They all fight him. Never happens. No. But that's like the village sticks nothing, together. Nothing interesting will ever happen on this farm. Yeah, exactly. So it's all kicking off. I was going to do Coronation Street. Looked at Coronation Street. Not much went on. I've got some news for you. Go on, and you hit your news. In Brookside. Oh, yeah. Uh, someone called James Markham is killed in a car accident. I've no idea who he is. It's, it's, but that is uh, an event that happened this month. Was he one of the regular people? I've say? no idea. I, but I don't remember him, so I'm going to assume that he's irrelevant. But he's dead. Uh. Uh, as of this month. Anything going on in Neighbours? Right. Neighbours. Oh, oh, the, the way you reacted then says that uh, something's gone down. Oh, it's, it's as exciting as Emmerdale. Oh, no. See, there's nothing happening in Corrie that's worth even mentioning. So Neighbours. It's all EastEnders at this point is yeah, ruling, right? it is EastEnders. So Joe Mangle, remember Joe Mangle? Okay, how could I forget Joe? It's pretty much like a Joe month. Come on. So Joe starts off the month. He gets himself into a deep, deep hole as he's broken a pot plant. What, what, what was it an antique or it was just a pot plant in the house oh no it belonged to he's someone in else trouble now. he's in trouble obviously mrs mangle his mum couldn't possibly just go out and buy another no, one mrs mangle left a couple of months ago she got married so he won't get in trouble but he spends a whole month like a bit distraught then his um so-called <laughs> nolene runs off with so-called toby so his, his ex-girlfriend i think it's nolene runs away from him takes his kid she eventually comes back but that's about his, that's about his, his level until harold you know harold bishop do I remember Howard Harold Bishop? I, I, I hmm. yeah, you. Know. I know it's too early. It's too early for that, right? No, yeah, it's too early for the tuba. Too early for falling in the sea. His daughter Carrie. Yeah, she turns up out of the blue. Obviously, Harold's straight faced church going. You know, tuba player. Can you do a Harold impression? Oh no, I can't. Oh, that's a shame. I'll, I'll try. I'll work on one. Work on one. Yeah, I'll work on one. So it's his iconic. Da- his daughter is an eco warrior. Right, an eco-warrior in the early 90s. This should yeah. be good. So she's obviously going to clash with Harold. Of course. All the time. All the time. But she um, makes eyes with um, Joe Mangle. They, oh. start, they start a fling already. Is, is, well, is already she, she won't love him when she realises that he destroys plant pots. Exactly. Thus stopping uh, plants' ability to grow. Yeah, but Harold's not happy. Because... Or maybe she'll see it as him freeing the plant yeah, from its be. pot so, prison. And now this plant's living a fresh new life. Yeah, maybe. 
it, it could be it, you, you could be right there <laughs> I, I don't think this storyline is going to go anywhere it's, no it's not but Harrow's obviously like he's a bit shocked really yeah because no one is Carrie any warrior she's got a daughter born out of wedlock oh my goodness exactly daughter's called Sky as well not named after Sky TV I don't know it could be maybe but like it gets a bit annoying because they're getting Carrie and Joe now becoming very good friends oh so Harold doesn't like this so what Harold does he forces a pop round have a quick word with Joe just to make sure it's all going okay finds Joe in bed with Carrie oh my goodness and he probably says like they probably call him a fuddy duddy because didn't Harold used to call yeah call yeah fuddy duddy yeah also join neighbours and then he kicks a plant pot on the yeah, way out smashes yeah, another one where's my plant plot I lend you <laughs> Also, there's everything that's going on in Neighbours because it was like five days a week. You had like, Paul was trying to buy um, Lassiter's, the old um, the old um, hotel chain. Yeah. Which is a bit of a random thing to have, isn't it? Like a hotel. It is. I guess they're working with what they got. And everyone who worked there, they like, Harold had a coffee shop. He did, yeah. He probably, yeah. probably had a store. Um, Helen had been unwell. Oh, no. I think she'd had a stroke previously. Oh, good. So there are various people are looking after her. She's not happy that they're looking after her. She doesn't need looking after her. Um, some sad news. Um, there's a character called Katie. Um, she had a rabbit called Rupert. Oh, no. Unfortunately, Rupert died. Oh, goodness. And it's very shocking. They had a funeral for Rupert. It's a bit of the episode. Then Rupert turned up. So we don't know who the dead rabbit was. We never find out who the dead rabbit is. So, or or do we know that it's definitely Rupert? They definitely Rupert come back. So Rupert's They did like a t- DNA test. They're like, yeah. this is definitely Rupert. So Rupert's got like a twin brother. Who's was, dead. Yeah. I don't know what it could be Robert or something. But so Rupert's brother, they buried him thinking it's Rupert. They probably forgot about him. Now Rupert's back. Probably just dug him back up and chucked him over the fence or something. <laughs> we really didn't actually care about Rupert. Wow. So that is my soaps roundup because, like I said, nothing much going on in Corrie. So no. Emmerdale, exciting ghost hunting. EastEnders, you've got Nasty Nick, eventually going to do something with Dot. Neighbours is a pan pot and an eco warrior. That was a 90s soaps. It's boring. Yeah, it's boring at this stage, but it will pick up. Yeah. Even Neighbours, you know. Yo, Neighbours. We've got some stuff coming up in Neighbours. Snake in the toilet, all of those all of those classic storylines. <laughs> There's some good storylines. Certain uh, animals having dreams. Oh, I wonder if Rupert turns up in the dream. Who knows? I guess what, we'll find out. I want Rupert to have a dream, though. <laughs> Rupert 1 or Rupert 2? It'd have to be Rupert 1, because Rupert, Rupert 2's one. dead. Well, he could be haunting. It could be like a flashback episode to Rupert 2. Yeah, find out, you find out the true story of or what Rupert happened. Rupert 1 killed Rupert 2. Yeah, on the run. maybe. And now he came back. Anyway, uh, during April of yeah. 1990, um, there was this wrestling thing called WrestleMania 6. Yeah, it was a big thing. And um, this, was, uh, this was the culmination of... I mean, for me, this was my WrestleMania as a kid. Yeah. Uh, my brother was all about Hulk Hogan. I was yeah. all about the Warrior, and uh, we we both for Christmas one year. That's how serious it got. Yeah, my uh, my parents got my brother a framed picture of Hulk Hogan. I got a framed picture of Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, right. Some good pictures. Now, oh yeah, they were it was top. You you probably know the picture. The one the um they've re released it. Is the one of both of them together? Like no no separate pictures All right. but you you probably know the poses is, is it like warrior like clenching yep. so you can see muscles across the chest yep. Hogan ripping his shirt yep. oh, I want that. I've, I've also I saw this online about two days ago they're re-releasing all the old Wrestlemania posters oh fantastic and they're doing the Wrestlemania 6 one Hogan and Warrior it looks amazing that's great I'm like it's 20 quid do I need that 20 quid or do I need that poster you need that poster yeah 20 quid's fine that's reasonable if it's good quality that is where it's going to be honest I'm going to get that poster at some point <laughs> so should we go through the card? 
let's do this. Let's we'll have a little chat about each wrestler as well. Sure. So who you got first? Who you got first? I've got Paul Roma defeating the Brooklyn Brawler. Bra- Bra- the Brooklyn Brawler. Was that a, that's a dark match? Isn't it, it probably is a dark match. Um, in fact, it says there. I think the the D next to it yep. suggests that it's a dark match. Um, and uh, we then have Rick Martel defeating Coco Beware by submission. Boston Crab. Mm-hmm. Boston Crab. Of course. So what, what are your memories of those two wrestlers? Um, for me, uh, I mean, the model was, you yeah, know, was great gimmick, great. Um, and Coco, I mean, back in the day, yeah, a parrot. Yeah, I mean, like the thing is, I think when you're a kid, I, I've always said this. Like for me, wrestling was the most fun when it was all yeah. of these crazy gimmicks and silly stuff. And you know, a guy coming down with a parrot is going to be memorable to Why me. Why didn't it ever fly away? Do you reckon they actually clipped it to that stick? Or? Parrots are pretty, uh, pretty well behaved right. if they're trained properly. So I imagine he was probably just chill. Yeah, uh, or he might not have been able to fly anyway. I mean, some parrots just you know, if he was like a disabled parrot or something, he would just yeah. chill on on him or something. I don't know, but it was always a cool visual, and it or always he stuck. Jumped with in me. the match and started attacking the model. Like, yeah, <laughs> like got- uh, like the snake. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm glad they didn't fight because that snake would have probably had the bird, wouldn't it? I would have thought so. Yeah, yeah. Now, that would have been shocking. So following that, we've obviously got the um, the Colossus connection, which is Andre, Andre the, the Giant, Giant and Haku, hardest man in the world. Well, one of the hardest men in the world. And obviously, they got Bobby Heenan with him. Mm. And they're fighting Demolition. Yeah, Axe and Smash at this point. Great wrestling theme, that is, Axe and Smash. Yeah, uh, still are not in the Hall of Fame. They yeah. they sued the WWE, didn't they? Or one of them did for concussion. So yeah. whether they will ever... I think they should be, though, because yeah. they were a big part of this era. Yeah. Really big part. They were like the WWE version of um, Legion of Doom, really, aren't they? Yeah, and obviously, pretty soon, we will get the Legion. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think it's this year we get. We get it's this... later this year, isn't it? I want to yeah, say. Cause I got a feeling that we got a heel turn coming out of demolition at some point. Yeah, yeah. A heel turn is when the good guys turn bad. Yes, yes. <laughs> if you don't watch wrestling, you think of what you two talking about. Anyway, we mentioned an earthquake earlier. Yeah, and uh, match four. Earthquake. <laughs> earthquake with Jimmy Hart defeats Hercules. The wrestler, not the cartoon or the or Greek the, god. Or the Greek god. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah defeats Hercules uh, in a singles match. I love the earthquake. He's great. Me too. He was he was one of the great big men for sure. He can move, didn't he? He was he was fast. Well, he was a he was like genuine like sumo wrestler at one point, wasn't he, or something? He looked generally scary as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He he looked like yeah. a hard man you'd see down the pub that yeah. you just wouldn't mess that no one would mess with. He's having a game of darts or playing space <laughs> yeah, He just let's no play steel, does he? No. I always thought we were robbed of Earthquake versus Andre the Giant. I know they went that for would it, have been but they amazing. never did it. Yeah, that would have been amazing. He did uh, ultimately turn uh, team up with the Giant's son yeah. over in WCW. Oh yeah, good old, good old by Paul then he White. was like <laughs> the shark or something. That's the thing, you never get your gimmick, do you? You can't take your gimmick with you. No. What was he called? Was he Shark Attack? He shark very, Attack. He had various animal names, didn't he? Like, the Shark Master. <laughs> yeah. Did he ever like, oh, you're going to be sharks, but this time you're going to be like a monsoon or something like that yeah was ever closest to earthquake that we can't use yeah shatterproof or shockwave or something like that. anyway moving on brutus beefcake yep uh he defeated mr perfect with the genius that was the first time i ever saw mr perfect lose yeah mr perfect was perfect the best maybe one of the best uh 80s 90s gimmicks ever yeah 
I mean, I, it's such a, those promos when he used to do the trick shots yeah. and all of that stuff. I used to love all of that. The the gum, the gum. I was gonna say oh, the gum, spitting the gum up. So good, clicking it in the air. Then Bobby Heaney would always catch the gum. Yeah, and a brilliant. Two really good themes as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think perfect. Shame he died so early because I think he'd still be going. Yeah, I, I think you could still. I'd still certainly see him turning yeah. up at rumbles. Yeah, you know. Um. Yeah. Real shame. Uh, speaking of uh, shame, people are gone. Roddy Piper yeah. versus Bad News Brown, um, ending in a double countout. Yeah, and, and also a bit of controversy as well. Oh, go on. Do you know the um, the story about the face paint? Yeah. So um, Roddy Piper, for some reason, decided to um, have half his face white, and then put like a, a a black coating on the other side of his face. So he had two personalities. Yes, it was like a an yeah. uh, an ill informed decision for what he thought i guess was a cool promo where he's like half and half uh personalities uh doesn't age well not at all but it gets worse it gets worse because have you heard the andre the giant story i have (laughs) so apparently um when he was talking to people about doing this promo like yeah you should do this be amazing (laughs) totally do this you should do this but you need to use this particular brand of um like paint or Mm -hmm. makeup on your skin so look good on camera it didn't come off. <laughs> yeah, like, he... Well, see, I'm always confused by this yeah. story. Because he says it didn't come off for, like, a week or yeah. weeks. But I'm like, you filmed regularly enough that I feel like we would have seen that yeah. afterwards. It kind of feels like one of those stories they might have told that was never yeah. actually true. Apparently you had to get on the plane with it on, though. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to be fair. It was a good thing. Obviously, I think they're both dead as well. Because Bad News Brown, I'm pretty sure Bad News Brown's dead as well. He may well be. I'm, I'm not sure. It'd be shocking. I don't even want to work out. I'll go through here and work out. Oh, no. No, no. Let's never no. do that. Let's, no. let's live in... Because I'm just scrolling down and it's horrible. Yeah, it's not good. Um, the Hart Foundation, Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart, uh, defeat the Bolsheviks, uh, which is uh, Nikolai Volkov and uh, Boris Zukov. It's in about six seconds, isn't it? It's really quick. It's 19 seconds, according to this. But that might include intros, I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, probably. It's probably during an intro when they used to sing, didn't they, the, the yeah. Bolsheviks? I don't think they're, they're not even Russian, are they, those two? No, neither, I don't no. think. Which I think is the best thing. Certainly about, Nikolai is definitely not. But That was the best thing about ancient wrestling. They'd be, oh, they're the Russians. Like, they're just Americans with a really bad accent. Well, we'll we'll get to yeah. some of that in a moment. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh the barbarian yep again with bobby bobby is busy man he's bobby busy is so night, busy at manias uh he defeats tito uh santana by pinfall and that's that's pre el matador isn't it yes yeah 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 it's tito at this point um dusty Rhodes and sapphire uh with miss elizabeth defeat randy savage and queen sherry now yeah. of course randy and miss elizabeth used to you know yeah used to be a thing now he's with uh he's with sherry um, so yeah, and I think everyone in that is unfortunately dead. <laughs> uh, every single person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Orient Express. Oh, Mr. Fuji. I used yeah, to love with Mr. Mr. Fuji. Fuji, they defeat the Rockers. Uh, that is Marty Jannetty and of course Shawn Michaels. Whatever happened to those two, eh? Well, I guess we'll never find out. I will never know. I guess we'll we'll never know as we go through the nineties what happened to that tag team. You got good old Hapsel, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Defeats Dino Bravo, who brought the earthquake to the ring with him. Yeah, it didn't help him though, did it? No. Well, what's he going to do against a two by four? Yeah, exactly. You can't fight a two by four. <laughs> that was just like a really soft bit of wood, didn't it? They used to sell that though. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm guessing it was rubber, right? I'm really, assuming. Yeah, it would have probably broken, wouldn't it, if it was um, wood? Yeah, I would have thought so. I only think about these things these like 20 years later. Yeah, years I mean, later. when you were a kid, it didn't matter, did it? It was fun. Uh, Ted DiBiase with Virgil defeats Jake the Snake Roberts by countout for the Million Dollar Championship. Why didn't they say that like, Damien was with um, Jake the Snake? Yeah, it's why doesn't he get a credit? She's out some billing. Those are sort of two risks. But then again, Coco's parrot, parrot. didn't. Frankie? Oh, Frankie, yeah, I think it was Frankie. Why do I know that? Like, I, I don't know, it's random. I can't, I can't remember like, <clears throat> stuff someone told me like two weeks ago, but I can tell you that he had a parrot called Frankie. Now, talking of uh, race swapping, yeah, uh, we have the big boss man defeating Akeem. Yeah, also, with Slick. I also only realised this the other day. Like Akeem, obviously, he was he was the one man gang. He was, but when he came Akeem, he was Akeem the African Dream. Yes, which I think was a, like a a little rub on Dusty Rose the American Dream. I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. They had like I remember the promo videos going into it, like the vignettes. They had like. Like Akeem, like obviously training to become Akeem. Yeah. Like, and it's all like bad taste. It's like you wouldn't get away with it these days. You probably wouldn't, should have got away with it back then. No, no. Um, I mean, you know, it was just a more innocent, silly yeah. time, really. But yeah. Boss Man. No, I used to like Boss Man. Oh, I loved Boss Man. Good my, theme. Good theme. My favorite Boss Man, controversially, is Body Armor Boss Man. Oh, from that Attitude Era. Attitude Era, when he got the. You know, well, what the shield ended up yeah. doing. When he did that, I thought he looked so cool with the nightstick, spinning the nightstick. He was also in oh. shape as well, though, wasn't he? He was, yeah. He was in good shape. He lost a lot. He used to be like 400 pounds. Like, if you go yeah, back... he got big. Yeah. He did get big at one point. Um, Rick Rude with Bobby Heenan. Busy Bobby Heenan. Uh, he defeats Jimmy Snooker in singles. Yeah. I like, I like to say, I used to like Snooker back in the day. But obviously used now. to like Snooker before. Um, before yeah. he... And again, looking now. All three of them passed away. This is hor- this is horrible. <laughs> They're all gone, aren't they? Well, fifty percent of the main event yeah. are still around. Let's uh, talk about this main event. It's a big one. Yeah, uh, the Ultimate Warrior, Intercontinental Champion, yeah. goes up against Hulk Hogan, the WWF Champion. Yeah, this is the first time. Correct me if I'm wrong. In WWF history, both titles on the line. Yeah. Uh, whoever wins, it's a winners takes all match. Both right? face or yeah, good guys, and uh, whoever wins wins both titles. Yeah, and then will for reasons unknown just give one away immediately yeah, after the, the but, rubbish one. Before, yeah, you can have that one. Don't worry about it. Don't want that one anymore. Um, but this was huge because they were both good guys. Yeah, right. Both face, and um, you know, for the first time ever, WWF is is getting you to pick a side. Which we never got. It was all Hulk, Hulk rolls, bro. Not for me. I know. It was, it was up back back in the day. I'm thinking. I used to think that was an amazing match, best match I've ever seen. Yeah, it was. As but a kid, it, it was. But if you go and look at it's it, awful. Now, I bet it's like headlocks in. It's really slow. Yeah. It's it's really quite rubbish. Um, but you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. At the time, it was all about the gimmick. Do you remember the ending? Yeah, of course. And do you remember, like, obviously Warrior wins, which we know, yep. spoilers. But, like, what did Hogan do at the ending? Uh, Hogan complains, yeah. first of all, like he's been cheated, even yeah. though he wasn't cheated. Yeah. And the ref counted normally, and he just lost. Yeah. But Hogan kind of acts like, oh, it's a travesty. Yeah. brother. Brother. Then he goes to leave. Yeah. Then I think he realized the cameras were on Warrior. Yeah. And he thought, doesn't work for me, brother. So he goes round, picks up the title, 
comes back into the ring yeah. and gives the title to Warrior. Tries to steal the show. And then all of the way out, he's like crying and yeah. looking all sad to his Hulkamaniacs. Well, obviously, you know I've got a bag down there. You do have a bag down there. <laughs> I'm going to get the bag a second. Wait all for right. this. Okay. So uh, Nick has brought a bag as a, a surprise here. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I currently have in my hand is a Hulk Hogan's autobiography from 2002 called Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Are you going to read me a, a passage? I've got a passage in here. Go on. About that exact moment, if I can just find where I put it. The night that Hulkamania died the first time. It's um, chapter 36. Jesus Christ. More big matches. I'll read it out for you. It's only like um, a couple of pages long, so I'll, I'll get it out there. It's, it's too much, really. We're just going to skip through it. Basically, this is Hulk Hogan's story about the warrior. Okay. How the warrior was... This is this is before they made up. This, yeah, this is like... <laughs> this is when they did get This on. is when everyone hated the Ultimate Warrior. He said the Ultimate Warrior is the most chiseled bodybuilder to come into the wrestling business. He was ripped, brother. Cuts the bone, brother. I also thought he was a bodybuilder. Hang on, sorry. Brother. I'm sorry. Is this actually... Has he actually written brother? Yeah. In Oh my God, he has. Okay, brother. so this is written by him. Yep. And he well, wrote well, he, the brothers in. Yeah. Well, he's funny. He's, he's, he's written by Michael J. Friedman, but it's funny Hogan, like, saying brother a lot. There's a lot of brothers in this. <laughs> and he said, I thought he was just a weightlifter. He didn't say brother then. But when this guy came in, he blew me away. He was, like, doing his whole diet his entire life. When I was, like, drinking and raising hell with the boys, like Metallica, because I was in Metallica. He didn't put that in there. He was a bassist for Metallica once. Apparently, apparently yeah. The way he was weird is like he had interest in mystique. He'd also write the mighty warriors in heaven. Stuff like that. He had a good rap. When he got into the ring, he rang. He shook the ropes. But that's when he had no game. He had no wrestling psychology. And that was all about he was like creating emotion. Great guy. Nice guy. Flash in the pan. That Hogan continues. Vince wanted Aura to beat me for the belt. I didn't agree with Vince. I didn't think he could carry the load. Then maybe Vince didn't give me a choice in the matter. Because you didn't have, like, back in the day, you couldn't decide what was going on. Yeah. You couldn't veto it. So I told Vince, if he's going to beat me, I need a break, brother. I'm hurt. So I took some time off and I thought, yeah, I'm human. I can only push myself so far. I kept wrestling, but my attitude started to suck. So Vince said, give the title to the warrior. It's because he could see down the road, you might not be able to depend on Hulkamania, and you'd need to switch gears. So Hogan, bigging himself up, pushing the warrior Just a down. bit. I agreed I should lose the belt to the Warrior, but we'd make it a hell of a match. Well, y- you say that, well, he says that. Yeah. It is. Uh, it's like 20 odd minutes long, 26 yeah. minutes or something. For an Ultimate Warrior match, which usually lasts about a minute yeah. and a half, that's insane. Yeah, it is. So he continues. And I do wonder if that was on purpose on Hogan's part. Oh, Hogan's Where he guy. was like, I can make him look bad if we yeah. stretch this out. Yeah, it was like, I agreed I'd lose the belt. I made sure we had a hell of a match. Just so it looked like it was over. I kicked out of his finisher. And then I pinned him. And then he kicked out of my finisher. And this way he goes, talks about the bit at the end of the night. At the end of the night, the referee was supposed to get the belt from the timekeeper and give it to the warrior. But this was my chance to steal back everything that he'd gotten from me. So I zipped over to the timekeeper, ripped the belt out of his hand, walked up to the ring apron. I didn't say brother, but I want to say brother. So I walked up to the ring apron, brother with the belt. Looked up at God, shook my head, yes. Walked into the ring and handed the Ultimate Warrior the belt. As I left the arena, 68,000 people in the Sky Dome watched me go. The Ultimate Warrior held his head over the belt, over, held the belt over his head, and no one cared about the Ultimate Warrior. 
which is nice. Not very nice, is it? it? Turned out I was right about the Ultimate Warrior. He couldn't carry the load as a champion. Not the way Hulk Hogan has. He refers to himself as Hulk Hogan as well in there. Vince attempted to move in a different direction. Didn't work. So he had the Warrior drop the title to Sergeant Slaughter. The end. Then we go on about Sergeant Slaughter, but we got that for next year. So the Warrior, sorry, Hogan, is a dick. <laughs> yes. Um, dick, yeah, he he might be right about the warrior not being able to carry yeah. the title, though. To be fair, as much as I want to disagree, yeah. um, the Ultimate Warrior was not the best wrestler. But no. I've realized something: that is a kid, it didn't matter. No, all that mattered was the look and the gimmick. Because I used to think it's like Goldberg, War- isn't it? Yeah, like Goldberg. I used to think the Warlord was amazing because he was bigger than Warrior. It's all that matters, right? It's all that matters. Like, well, he's even bigger, so that makes him better. So do you reckon that was like actual hard work down the gym? I think it's a combination, right? Because the Warlord, last time I saw him, he still looks massive. Yeah. Like, he's still a big I, I, I think it, you have, you can't get like that without training pretty hard down the no. gym, but there's definitely some enhancement coming on with yeah. those guys. I mean, when you see uh, the Bulldog yeah. in the 90s, oh, God. oh my goodness. It it's gets pecs, r- isn't it? Ridiculous. Absolutely Is there ridiculous. Is there pecs and arms? You can see it looks yeah. like... They're crazy normal and then you see when warrior comes off in yeah. like 92 you see warrior without the roids and he's like still a huge guy really cut but it's like yeah clearly you're <laughs> off the roids now hogan when he's uh nwo yeah wcw time you can see he's given up the roids again yeah finner uh the whole warrior thing when he comes back yeah obviously finner, that's when they'll all rumor about the warrior dying and there's a different ultimate warrior yeah it's like no he's just come off the roids <laughs> he's just literally given up the roids that's all it is and he's now finner he's probably like Got more movement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not gonna it like... didn't improve his wrestling much. No, though, to be no honest. I don't think anything could. Um, so that was WrestleMania six. Obviously, we've got many WrestleManias yeah. to come in the nineties, but that was uh, that was the big one of my childhood. Yeah. Um, and the big one of uh, Edge's childhood, right? Edge is in the yeah, he's uh, in the crowd, isn't he? In the crowd for this one and uh, future wwe champion yeah did he do f i don't no, think he did f. they got the f out in 2002 they got the f out yeah um so shall we move on to movies let's hit some movies let's do some movies and um we have this month in the uk uh the hunt for red october yeah we have uh i think a brilliant film yeah still holds up uh i think it's 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 one of the uh one of the best examples of of that kind of uh chase spy thriller yeah. movie. Um, Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy uh who is a great writer. Yeah. I, I I think undeniably and um I think this is one of the best adaptations of Tom Clancy's work. Yeah. Um I know we were we were joking earlier about the uh the Russian lack of yeah. Russians because you've <laughs> got this Scottish Russian captain uh in Connery. I actually think it works better this way. I yeah. think the movie works better like this because as the movie opens they are speaking in Russian and then it goes from Russian into English. So it's kind of that transition. So we we hear that they're Russian yeah. and then we change over to their language. I cannot imagine how much worse this film would be if you were expecting Sean Connery to do a Russian accent or, or heaven forbid, (laughs) actually speak Russian, it would have been terrible. I think it works better this way. I think despite the, the, the kind of fun poked at Connery for this role, I think he's tremendous. Uh, Baldwin's amazing. Great movie. And also we got some spinoffs out of it as well, didn't we? Yeah. The whole Jack Ryan thing, just like, I mean, it pretty much, uh, in terms of movies and TVs, this pretty much started, I think. Yeah, there's like, I think there's like four Jack Ryan films. They're all like, played by different, like, yeah, Jack Ryan's like, a different guy every time. Um, Harrison Ford was him, wasn't he? Yeah, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck was Jack Ryan. Um, 
and there's a TV one, isn't there as well? Yeah, there's a, there's a few. Yeah, um, guy from the office. Uh, yeah, which is weird. Isn't it? I forget his name. He's great though. But like, it's, it's really good. What I was thinking about now, like, now Tom, back then, Tom Clancy. If it's a Tom Clancy, oh, it's a Tom Clancy film. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like now, if you think what's Tom Clancy now, it's a game. Because it's like, yeah, like I guess Rainbow Six, Rainbow Six, Ghost, Ghost Recon. Proton. Yeah, they're all mm. everything is now like all comes from Tom Clancy. He's done well for himself as Tom yeah. Clancy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, a, a great, great movie. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, still great, but in a very different way. Yeah, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I love Bill and Ted. Me too. I I have such fond memories of this film, and for me, it it's funny being as old as we are because you see now everyone thinks like Keanu Reeves is like the coolest guy such a badass he will always be it will always be Bill and Ted for me from both of those guys like it's it's, I I can't separate it Um, and of course I I can't not mention the excellence of George Carlin who for me the biggest issue with the latest film I had really was the lack of Rufus obviously couldn't be helped. George yeah. Carlin had passed by then. I just feel like you can't have Bill and Ted without George yeah. Carlin. He's he's a key point of, uh, of of those films. Do you want to explain the plot of Bill and Ted for people who have not seen Bill and Ted? Uh, dorky kids, uh, like rockers uh, in the 90s. Um, one has a military family. Yep. Um, the other, I can't remember what the other is. Like, like kind of posh, yeah. uh, posh family. Uh, both families look down on their son uh, as failures they're failing at school all they want to do is their band the wild stallions and uh no one sees the wild yeah. stallions as being good because they're not they're actually shit no, they are yeah <laughs> they are actually shit um so turns out in the future they're not shit they're not shit their music saves the world the universe the world for sure maybe yeah. the universe at some point in the future <clears throat> now uh someone starts meddling with time and as a result they need to go they send george carlin rufus goes back in time to get bill and ted because everything hinges on them passing their tests at the end of this year it's a history exam isn't it history exam and if they fail it i believe that bill is getting sent off to the army yep right or ted bill bill um, the other has to get a job doesn't yeah it? the other has to get a job and he's going to ruin everything because then he won't have time for the wild stallions they'll be separated right so they have to pass this test and the the idea is that in order to pass the test they are given a time machine looks like a phone box yeah uh, it's a homage i think to doctor who yeah and uh they're going to go back in time and in theory i think the plan is they're just going to go back and learn from people in the past yeah what actually happens they take them with them. They the take future. them with them, with with no ramifications. They just remove people from the history and bring them to the future. I mean, hopefully they drop them off afterwards. I've got the list of people they there, grab. There's a lot of this. these whole movies all rely on that. Oh, I'll fix it later yeah. so it doesn't matter now. Like, I love the gag that they do in this movie and the oh, next yeah. movie where they they set up a trap yeah. and they get out of a trap by being like, oh, well, but I'll go and do this when I yeah. get out. And they, yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, before I've done this, I'll go back and pass. Yeah, and, and, and I'll put this. a key in my pocket. Yeah. And I'll unlock the key in this house, but I'm going to do this. But no, I'm doing this. It is brilliant. It's good. So in the past, so they go and get a, a motley crew of people to help them with their exam, which is a, like an oral exam. So they've got Beethoven, hmm. Joan of Arc, 
Freud, Lincoln, Genghis Khan, Socrates, or they call him Sarocrats, B. Kid, and Napoleon. It's all going quite well until they come back in time with everybody, but they end up getting like um, taken to the police station and yeah. everyone escapes. Yeah. And they end up at a local mall. Yeah. With hilarity. By the way, the the, the history oral exam at the end. Yeah, it's really good. They they introduce everyone. Yeah. But it's like, I'd, if I was a teacher, I'd be like, yeah, but you needed to pass this exam, not yeah. bring random cosplayers yeah. in that look like... Because they're not going to be like, oh yeah, that's actually Socrates. Yeah. Like, you know... You've done your research. We're going to let you pass. Yeah. Then, like the evil people turn up at the end after they do that. Yeah. But it all get it all gets sorted at the end, and then they go away to practice, come back with their two girlfriends. Yeah. And, and kids. Mm-hmm. And now they're the greatest band ever. Yeah. Well, that will that will come in Bogus Journey. Yeah. Um, which I actually kind of think I prefer. I, I, I love I love death. Yeah, death's a really good character. You know, and and um, station station. You know. Um, Evil Bill and Ted, isn't it? Evil Bill and Ted. And of course, we realise how they get good. Yeah. Which is genius. They just go back in time and practice for ages until yeah. they become good. I love that. And they come back with ZZ Top Beards. Fantastic. Yeah. It's a good um, story. Look Who's Talking also comes out this month. Um, a movie that I think has been a bit lost to time. Yeah. Because Look Who's Talking was huge when it came out. Yeah, the char- the main characters. It was massive. Actors. And and it was like a, a really popular film yeah. that nobody ever talks about. Yeah. It's like it happened, and then no one talked about it. We got a sequel, Look Who's Talking Two, and, and Look Who's one. Talking Now, which was the Dog. animals. Yeah, right. Um, I don't think I've ever seen that one. I've definitely seen. I don't want to see it. Look Who's I've Talking seen... and Look Who's Talking yeah. Two, but I don't know if I've seen the one with the animals. I've got um, some fond memories of that. Yeah, me too. I remember the intro. Is like is all the semen or the sperm or yes, in America, <laughs> it's a great spunk. opening. It's a great opening. <laughs> it's like all like talking to each other as they all move along now it is a brilliant brilliant opening to the movie got a bit of a fact about that film as well in the uk it's got a cut really yeah they cut out one use of the word fuck during the birth oh okay Cause so obviously you had to get a pg over here and they can't really have fucks yeah, in pgs no, no. we still got our swear warning so i said fuck four times we all swear warning yeah, we did that start don't we this is any to make podcast it may contain sexual swear words oh yeah sorry no i thought you meant we were trying to not swear i was like i've never done nah, that that's swear. that's not a rule i ever agreed to swear. so that's a great film it is a great film um we also have christmas vacation in fucking april yeah that, speaking that, of swearing that really um, threw me when i saw that was coming they, out. yeah they just used to stick to that like well yeah. you get it delayed uh yeah. thing regardless of logic it's like how much more money do you think christmas vacation would have made if you released it in november yeah uh, you're just well, like okay. delayed it for the rest of the year because mm. it came out in november in america yeah i guess you could have you could have or just delayed it by a month we didn't have the internet december. back then so we didn't know what spoilers were we'd have just waited for it that's true we so never would have known basically the story is is here the griswolds after their adventures going to wally rose going to like um europe i used to love national lampoons great, great i did it's a great film but it's now they're gonna have a christmas celebration they are and, but, and one of the most memorable as well but the the old relatives are coming around yeah obnoxious family guests but you know what well, he's like he's got clark he's got to get he's got to have a christmas spirit so he keeps doing things things keep going wrong yeah and he's a bit worried that his Christmas bonus is due soon, which he needs his bonus to pay for this massive party he's throwing. Yeah. In the end, it all works out well. And I've also got some facts A lot here. of fun along the way, though. Yeah. Do you want some Chevy... Do you want some National Open facts? Go for it. Chevy Chase broke his finger during one of the scenes. Which scene? Do we know? Uh, punching a snowman. Okay. How do you how do you break your finger punching snow? I don't know. Brilliant. But it was such a good take 
that they um they kept it in there. Like Viggo Mortensen kicking the yeah, uh, like, Lord of the Rings. Rings. Yeah. It should be held as held as thing the same. Also, but also, do you not think more of like more of the? It's probably more the case that he broke his finger and it really hurt, and he was like, "I think that's the perfect take. I think we should. Yeah, I don't gonna, think I should do that again. I'm not going to do that take again. Do you know what? I think I did that in one. It was a good one. Let's let's move on. Yeah. Also, and never film to have a cut as well. They cut. They cut two seconds of swearing. Oh. Again, it's the fuck world. Mm. Basically, there's a line in it, and he says, "We're gonna have the happiest Christmas since being Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K." You'd have also, to. We don't know who Danny fucking K is over here. I think that's no, true. Probably in America you might know this, but they cut it. But it's back in the Blu-ray version. Huh, okay. Bit of a weird one because now it's more acceptable to swear, isn't it? Now they can stick uncut. Yeah. The... One more. One more quick fact. Yeah. Go on. The, do you remember the theme? We got all to, this time in the world. Do you remember the theme to National Lampoons? I do. Holiday Road. Do you know who sings it? No. Lindsay Buckingham. No. From uh, from Fleetwood Mac. Wow. I, I did genuinely... Not Fleetwood Mac anymore. They got booted out two years ago, but like... I genuinely didn't know that. Nor did I. Huh. It's a great theme. It's one of my favourite, like... Well, Fleetwood Mac as we knew them, anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We also have a film called Next of Kin. Yep. Patrick Swayze. I've seen it. I don't think I have. I, I was looking at it, and I was like, I don't recognise this film at all. <laughs> I've got good memories. Of this. <laughs> I actually discussed this film at work months ago. We were talking about bad films with Patrick Swayze, and I was like... Steel seen- Dawn. Yeah, have you it's ever one seen of my favorites. Next to Ken, it was like, it doesn't exist. It's like, yeah, there's all about these hillbillies. So basically, um, Patrick Face is a detective. He's a Chicago cop called Truman. Each of his family members are sort of really. That's a rubbish name. He needs like he needs to be called like Rex. Yeah, they, all the family got names know. like that. Basically, one of his brothers. Rex Magnum or something. One of his brothers is a hillbilly called Brer. He's going to die, isn't he? Yeah. Well, no, not Brer doesn't die. One of the other brothers dies. I was going to say because so. he's next of kin, so I assume. Yeah, so Brer. Yeah along with Truman, set out to find the killer of his brother. So unfortunately, the killer is mob-related. Mm. So it goes on for quite a while. Ends up, the family, the entire hillbillies, decide to go back to the hillbilly roots, including Truman, the Chicago cop, and go and fight the mafia. It's got like a nice little story when they're preparing like all the wives of the hillbillies. They're making their sandwiches for them to take, making all their food, putting their drinks together in flasks. And the hillbillies just like rock up. And take them all out. There's a really good scene on like a one of them takes his van there, or it's like his coach, and one of the mob guys goes onto it to get away. It's full of snakes. Snakes get him. Brilliant. It's a true like where Patrick Swayze was like making. Well, I'd say they're good films, but they're probably shit films. Well, is up there. I, I think um, he had great success in the eighties. Yeah. Uh, and then I think his career did take a bit of a dive because he yeah. was doing stuff like Steel Dawn, which I to this day. Yeah. I, I mean, I do like Steel Dawn. It's not a good film, but I do like it. Post-apocalyptic movie yeah. um, with swords. When this ghost come out, it's after this, isn't it? Yeah, it's after. So I, I suspect that his career was a bit... Because I'm still convinced they only called it Steel Dawn because of Red Dawn. Yeah. And they were like, oh, we can like make some money off of this because it's got Patrick Swayze yeah. and we can put Dawn in the title. Um, but um, I think his career was a bit on the rocks and then Ghost happened and kind yeah. of picked him back up. Um which we'll see with uh, certain other actors, Michael Caine, yeah. in, in the next couple of years. He will uh, end up doing Steven Seagal movies um, and, until the Muppets save his career. But uh, we'll get we'll get to that next year. Oh, uh, so next to Kin, I don't think I've seen it. I'm going to have to watch it now because it sounds it's, terrible. It's like one of those latest action <laughs> films you need to watch because it's just so stupid. Yeah. I've got a couple of other films. You would have heard of one of them, but not the other. My cat is currently uh, eating at Nick's feet, by the way. It's kind of tickling my toes. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's eating a snack. There's a film called The Lambada. Do you remember The Lambada Dance? No, I, I, well, I remember the dance. I don't yeah. remember the film, though. 
I looked at this apparently about four films within two years called The Lambada. Jesus. But this is the best looking one. Okay. Right. Kevin Liard is a Beverly Hills school teacher by day and he's a mystery man by night. A mystery man? Yeah. So he starts using these Lambada dance moves to earn the kids' respect and acceptance. Just, they don't like teachers, do they? They just take the piss out of them. No. I've seen Dangerous Minds. Yeah. But now he teaches them and academics. But then a jealous student exposes Kevin's double life. What's his mystery life? Oh, he's a Lombardo dancer. He's a sexy dancer. Oh, I thought you said he was like a... When you said he was... I thought he was like a spy. You were like, he's a man of mystery. No, I was like, like a, oh, okay. He does sexy dances. <laughs> okay. The, he, he, just does, he just does sexy dance. Okay. Yeah, and it ends like... He, he threatens to like say, look, I can tell everyone. So say, I don't care. I'm a teacher. I'm a dancer. And that's how it ends. Proud. It's not a regular film. Then I was like thinking... I wonder that's, if not, that's not a plot. It's not, is it? But this is the 90s we're talking about. Yeah, I guess. And it's probably a poor film. Then we've also got, if you pick this one up, the release of The Craze. Have you got that? Yes, I, I do have The Craze here um, as, a, as a release in the UK, yeah. So you've got the um, got Martin and Gary Kemp, the Kemp brothers. Yeah. From Spandau Ballet. Mm-hmm. Also, oh, I think do a fantastic job. Yeah. I, you know, it's one of those weird things you never would have thought. Yeah. Until... I mean, for me, I think this was the first time I'd seen them acting. Yeah. In a, in a, well, I've seen them in soaps, yeah. obviously. Uh, one of them in soaps. But this was the first time I'd seen them in a movie, and I was like, they're actually really good. Yeah, was, I remember watching this film. It's I've impressed. Seen it. It's still quite a good film. I feel it probably still stands up. Cause yeah, reasonably. It's all about all the craze. Little fun fact here. Reggie Cray yeah. used to write regular fan letters to Martin Kemp. Brilliant. So if you're Martin Kemp and you've obviously played the craze and you're getting letters from Reggie Cray, you've done all right. You'd have to write back, wouldn't you? Uh, I would suggest you could not write back to Reggie Cray back in the day. I would suggest you'd write back. Yes, that's me. Movie related. Have you got any other movies? Um, Monsieur Hire is the only other movie. I have no idea, but uh, that was in the list. I didn't didn't focus on it because I didn't recognise it, but uh, apparently was released in April of 1990. I did have one called Courage Mountain. <laughs> what is that? It's a modern day remake of Heidi. You know, Heidi the... Oh, okay. But um, Charlie Sheen's in it. Brilliant. But he's playing normal Charlie Sheen. It's one of the worst names for a film I've ever heard. Yeah. Courage Mountain. But they do this, they do some mountain climbing, but it's no cliffhanger. Right. Yeah, so that would be... Who'd watch that? Like, it, I reckon it's been binned. I don't think you can buy it on DVD. You know? I'll tell you what. Given the competition in April of 1990... I wouldn't <clears> have released that. I certainly wouldn't be watching it. True. I mean, The Hunt for Red October, Bill and Ted, The Craze, Look Who's yeah. Talking, Christmas Vacation. There's yeah. like five movies that I absolutely would want to see. There's an Oscar winner in here as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, no chance. No chance. Um, let's move on. Got some music? I've got a little bit of music for you. Okay, then. So if we hit the number one singles, carrying on over from last month. Top ten. Yeah, we got some top ten. We got some new releases. We've got everything. Do you, you want to count down the top ten? Oh, I've got new releases in the top one. So if I do um tell do your top ten and All I'll right. talk about new releases. Okay. So in at number ten, the family stand ghetto heaven. I don't know that. <laughs> Me either. Uh in at number nine, business. 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 It's it's spelt business. What B I Z? Yeah, B I Z Z. Business. I, I'm assuming it's B's knees though. That would make more sense yeah. to me. But who knows? Um, don't miss the party line, which I think I know the song. I, I like in my head. I know the song. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> in at number eight, heart. All I want to do is make love to you. Yeah. Uh, I know. I recognize that. It's a. It's a hit. Cover, it's. It's it? a. It's a banger. I think so. It. It's not 
a song I immediately think of when yeah. I think of heart. Yeah. I always think of like these dreams or alone. Yeah, alone. You know. Um, so you know, it's up there. Um, Adam Ski, Killer, number bow. seven. Yep, yeah, the one goes bow, 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 bow. Is it that one? I think so. I think so. Uh, the Happy Mondays are in at number six. Step on. Yep. Number five, banger. UB40, Kingston Town. Yeah. This was a this was a car classic when I was a kid. This was yeah. always on in the car. So fond memories. I think that's like Kingston the na- Town. Na- song's the national anthem of Birmingham, apparently. Is it really? Yeah. They all, all, that makes anytime sense. there's a, like a party when you were younger, the parents used to whack on a bit of reggae, put on a little bit of UB40. Yeah. Kingston Town. I used to enjoy UB40. That's a band yeah. I, I never listened to anymore. Yeah. But. Uh, back in the day, we used to have on in the car. I used to yeah. quite like him. Obviously, it's tarnished for me after last time's story in the UB40 roadie. So, <laughs> oh yeah, of course that that is uh, in our March uh, roundup. If you ever want to listen to that story, <laughs> That's uh, a good story. Yeah. <laughs> number four, uh, I have Snap the Power. Yep. Previous number one. Previous number one. I have number three, Paula Abdul and the Wild Pair. Opposites attract. Is that, that's the video with the cartoon cat, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yes. Number two, absolute. Yeah. Banger. Uh, I think. I don't like. Probably this responsible for many babies being born in this year. I think probably also responsible for loads of bad karaoke as well. Definitely responsible for a lot of bad karaoke, but this is a baby-making song. Yeah. Black Velvet. Yeah. Uh, and number one, classic, Madonna. Bold. Vogue, we um we played that the other month at Dingo. Well, I, I I yeah, I took shit for not playing it. You played it. <laughs> yeah, we were thinking, oh, no one's gonna know what it is. No, no gonna... I would no, I was up for playing it, just not at the time yeah. that they requested it because you know it, it just wasn't the time. But yeah. we got there in the end. Yeah, we did. It, it, play it, Vogue. Didn't, it didn't fit in at the time. No. Yeah, so I've got like fond memories of Vogue. It's a good song. Me too. I've also got like um some ever new releases during the the month so, of yeah. April. Come on, what's what's coming? Because they may affect future months. They may do. We got. Technotronic with this beat is Technotronic, which is a bit of a dance banger. You probably recognise it if it got played. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jesus Jones with real, real, real. Mm-hmm. So at the time, there was a bit of like um, a nineties thing. You had like the Happy Mondays. Yeah. Like you had his spiral carpets last month. It's all a bit earlier than I thought it was. I think yeah, it was, I, I agree. I thought, like I thought mid. I was yeah. like mid nineties, but so yeah. I was like, really, that's that early? So we must have had bit prop by about ninety four. So mm. that all sort of been binned off by then. So those are your um some of your new releases we've also got for some reason i think i remember at the time one of the radio one djs for some reason kept playing like the the song from the blues was everybody needs somebody it's a tune it is i really like it my dad's got i remember my dad's got the cd soundtrack. so did it come back into the charts? it came back in the charts yeah Brilliant. it did quite well probably steve wright or somebody like that yeah pushed it because they could get away with whatever they want back in the day didn't they absolutely this was back when radio djs pretty much controlled that yeah they were like hey whatever i play because nowadays it's i think people viral, take it for it? granted now yeah. you it's all online yeah you you can make anything chart people can start their own campaigns to make things chart back yeah. then we yeah. were we were taping stuff off the radio i remember making mixtapes yeah. off the radio skipping the ads and you know all that stuff um i got so quick yeah i don't know about you i got so I quick good. with that pause and record and pull like stop, oh, stop. so good but um they controlled that yeah. All of them. It's like, hey, if, if they wanted to bring back, yeah. they were like, hey, do you know what I really like? I really like... Wired for Sound by Cliff Richard. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody, which will actually come back in the charts, I think, because of Wayne's World. But, yeah. <clears throat> you know, like, they could control that and just be like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna gonna make that back. happen. I'm going to bring you back. So we've also got as well, 
from out of nowhere by Faith No More, oh, which is a tune. Now you're it? talking. Yeah, we are. We are heading yeah. crashing into grunge. Um, yeah. Of course, Bleach came out well the year before, nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. yeah, so we're going to get. So we're, we're about to hit grunge yeah. mania. All the big bands are coming out. Also, Phil Collins jumping back in again because he can't get off he the charts. He can't stay out of the charts. It's something happened on the way to heaven. Brilliant. Don't know that one. No, that me one? either. Um, soul to Soul. A I'm dream happy is, for him, though. Yeah. Soul to Soul, a dream is dream. Nice. Can't remember that. And they're a person I don't really like because I, I, I'm quite like, I hold grudges against artists I don't like. Oh, what did they do? What did their I, roadie I, do to you? I just no, I just hate them. Okay. Why? why? Okay. Morrissey. Oh, no. Well, he is, isn't he like yeah, racist? He, he is, but I hate yeah. him before that. Oh, okay, I mean, I I didn't have any reason to hate him until he became racist. With November, but I, I with November spawned a monster. I I got great, I I have a thing where if I think fans of bands are like dickheads, oh, I don't like that band. Mm-hmm. Like Tool, yeah, a lot of their fans are dickheads. I can't stand Tool. Yeah, sure. okay, fair enough. Why it kind of rubs off on you. Yeah, it does. And I think you know, I hate the band because of you. And well, if, like I'm always careful. I always yeah. <laughs> always think like I'm super careful uh, which bands I listen to after breakups or during bad times yeah. in your life because you're like I don't want to like sully this yeah. band that I really like. With I don't want this to ruin that time. song because I'm thinking of you. Yeah. And, and then, so I guess it's the same if if yeah. like fans of those bands are assholes. It, it yeah. kind of it sticks on you. Yeah, that's fair. We also unwrote, and anyway, yeah. he's racist. So yeah, fuck him. Yes. Also, not racist. We got the lovely band En Vogue. Would hold on. Oh, nice. Do you remember En Vogue? Uh, I vaguely. Yeah, they, 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 if you played them, if I played it to you, you'd know who they are. Mm. Like a big soul American yeah. group. Did a lot of stuff with like um, Salt and Pepper, early nineties as well. Nice. They were quite good. So on the album album charts, yeah, we had two albums like that were number one. Obviously, Greatest Hits by the Carpenters. Brilliant. Yeah, good album. Yeah. I found it a bit weird that Greatest they allow Greatest Hits to go to number one. I always think it's weird, isn't it? I, I guess they yeah. can't discriminate not, yeah. can they they're like well it's a number one but i always feel like you should have a chart where you're like well yeah mm, it's a great hits though yeah, like you're, you're robbing someone of being number one yeah like if queen does a greatest hits yeah again <laughs> again greatest but th- this four. happens it goes to number one yeah. like you know michael jackson we're like, oh yeah. we're gonna release you know long after his death we're gonna release some you know some money, best yeah. of michael jackson yeah and it will inevitably get top 10 possibly yeah. even up to number one. Like, but does that really count? Because that's that's someone's entire work through their career. Yeah. Like, we're, we're, it shouldn't be put next to albums that I made last month. Yeah, it's weird. And it's like, you know, but like they sell well, so it's well, well they do. money, isn't it there? Yeah. And then we also... Um, there should be a best of chart. Yeah, that'd work. Who's the best of the best? It'd be Queen and Abba, wouldn't it? <laughs> and Jackson, probably. Oh, yeah. They'd, be, they'd rotate them. Maybe the Beatles. Elvis, there's too many Elvis. now. There, be, are, there are quite a few. Tough, now, isn't it? Yeah, they got knocked off by Fleetwood Mac with "Behind the Mask." Good. Yeah, love, I, had a quick I look love album. Fleetwood Mac. There's something that jumped out at me that I could remember straight away. But I, I feel like it's probably one of those albums. If we heard the songs, we'd be like, "Oh yeah, yeah. that'd be a good one." So we have some other new entries for at the month. Some big bands here. Um, do you remember they made giants? Vaguely, they sang like. Um, I am the worst with music, by the way. I'm a film guy. Yeah, so. so. They might be trying to sing like um, Birdhouse in Your Soul. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they did that in Constantinople song. If Emmett's listening to this, I remember Emmett was a massive fan. Well, there you go. So, Emmett, if you listen to this, correct us in a way only you can. Do a correction. Yeah. So then we got Heart, what whatever, called Brigade. Fantastic band. They are a great band, Heart, with some massive all time bangers. Yes. Um, they're a new release, um, Beats International, what an album out. You remember last month they were number one in the singles? They were. Was that a single from this album, I'm assuming? It was, yeah. Um, ABC with Absolutely. I think they're an 80s band. Mm-hmm. Alana Miles. 
With Alana Miles, she did um, Black Velvet. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce her surname? I believe so. Well, take that then. That's a winner. Um, Sonia. I thought you said take that. I was like, oh, and take that. Take that. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, Sonia. Do you remember Sonia? She was like I a, do remember Sonia, yeah. Ginger Liverpudlium. Yeah. She's not Sonia from EastEnders. No, no, different Sonia. Quite lucky because I've got Sonia, then I go straight into TV for EastEnders, so that could have got confusing. Mm. She played the trumpet. Um, also, a real good album, Public Enemy, Fear of the Black Planet. It's a great album. Fantastic. So that is my music roundup for um, April 1990. And I think... Oh, I missed something? Have you got something? No, 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 no. I was going to say, I think that pretty much brings us to the end. Uh, I do have some video games. We're going to hit them with some games. I've got two video games. Uh, we have Wonder Boy 3. You were saying, I believe, last month how much you loved the Wonder Boy series yeah. and how great it was. I was saying, I, I love the Wonder Boy series. Uh, I also loved Adventure Island, which obviously yeah. was like a reskinned version yeah. of Wonder Boy over here. Um fantastic games and also a classic for me. Dizzy. Fantasy World Dizzy. Uh one of the best Dizzy games yeah. um for me uh before yeah Mario and before Sonic. Yeah. That stupid fucking egg was my guy. He was good. He was my boy. Um so I have such fond memories of Dizzy. Uh it's uh, to explain Dizzy, it's like it's like a platformer, but mixed with an adventure game. Yeah, and it was hard as balls and often made no sense. What what was Dizzy? He's an egg. He's an egg with feet. He's an egg with feet and arms and eyes and a mouth and a nose and a hat. And and a hat. hat. Uh, sometimes a hat. The hat changed depending on yeah. what he was doing. Yeah. <clears throat> um. But yeah, uh, Dizzy. Uh. Yeah, he's an egg. Codemasters as well. They did some cracking games. They, they did do some fantastic games back in the day. Um, obviously, I remember Fantasy World Dizzy from the C sixty four. Yeah, um, it was ported to well a lot of a lot of the uh, the micros and yeah, you know the the eight bits. Um, and I think it eventually made its way to a Mega Drive. Pretty sure. Uh, was Fantasy World? I know they did King of. Might be that oh one. no! Actually, no. Fantasy World did it behind you. I think. Actually. <laughs> um, yeah, it did come to the Mega Drive eventually. <clears throat> uh, one of the best ones for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, the Mega Drive one's really cool because they yeah. update the graphics and everything yeah. and make it look nice. So, who do you think then would win a fight? Dizzy dies. Whoever it is, whoever uh, you're going to say, is, he's is a it, fucking egg. It's a freeway. Oh. So it's Dizzy, right. Wonder Boy, and Shinobi. Well, they're having a fight. Yeah, because they want to know who's the number one platformer of the nineties. What like is it? They're gonna actually fight each other. They're gonna fight each other. So it's like, well, it's, Dizzy's dead. I mean, Dizzy, Dizzy probably falls over on the way in and just cracks and dies. Yeah, but like, um, Alex Kidd hasn't got any of his special powers, so he's not got Shinobi powers. Oh, sorry, it's Alex Kidd. Yeah, and Wonder Boy as well. There's three of them. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant Shinobi, actual Shinobi. Oh, no, in Shinobi. Shinobi yeah. So you mean Alex Kidd? Yeah. So Alex Kidd from Dizzy and Wonder Boy and Wonder Boy. Well, Wonder Boy wins. Yeah, surely. Yeah, it's fine to it. Alex Kidd's a bit of a dick. He is, isn't he? he? He was like, as soon as Sonic came along, they were like, yeah, we know Alex Kidd's a dick. Alex Kidd's gonna... Yeah, <laughs> they were like, no, we tried. We tried. I wonder the last Alex Kidd game was. Um, they were brought him back. I always remember they had a Mega Drive Alex Kidd, yeah. which was nowhere near as good as the, the Master Sister ones, ironically. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like they might have brought him back in yeah. like a more recent time. I know he's probably part of like, Nintendo Smash Brothers yeah. now, you know, as, yeah. as all of those Sega characters end up, you know, porting over but to that. Diz is not part of it, though, is he? 
No, Dizzy, uh, there, there's, you know, long rumored to be more Dizzy games in the works, yeah. but uh, they did do a remaster of Yoke Folk, which you can get, King of Yoke Folk, which you can get on, like, yeah. iOS and Android and stuff. So Dizzy's still around. Yeah. Um, I'd love a new Dizzy game. I think there was a Kickstarter that failed at some point. Um, yeah. Wonder Boy, I think, is still going. Yeah, there's a, there's a re- recently, um, I saw it come up on the Switch. Yeah. So re- I think they've remastered them. In my head, they were like, Wonder Boy, it's a Sega Boy. He's like, it was a Sega... Obviously, it's not. It was like a Sega franchise. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, I don't think it was. They must have sold him. Or no, well, I mean, Adventure Island. I've got Adventure Island 2 on the NES down yeah. there. So. It's a reskin, isn't it? Yeah. In my head, I just thought, oh, Wonder Boy, Sega. Sonic, mm. Sega. Yeah, yeah. Bubsy the Bobcat, Sega. Oh, Bubsy. Do you know, I've got really fond memories of Bubsy, but when you go back and play it, it's not It's good. not, no. It's not good at all. I've um, not got fond memories of that game at all. Like, <laughs> I do, but I, I, it's one of those games where I have the fond memories, but yeah. I have played it more recently enough to know that i don't want to own it yeah and i'll just leave it in my memory i think i, I remember when i was working in the game shop when i first had my first ever saturday job yeah and it's like they, they have obviously like videos of games coming out on there on mm. the video player and there was an ad for bubsy the bobcat and i just remember you used to hear it all the time and it's really annoying me and i think there's some sort of thing like he did some sort of pun <clears throat> at the end and in my head i can still remember the pun something more like a bridge too short or something like that see more like oh, a bridge God. too far and I can hear it's Bubs' voice in my head. I can still hear it. Can I skip ahead in the 90s very briefly Go to ask you a question? Yeah. This is the only time, just just very quickly, to ask a question. Because we're talking about games that in your memory are good yeah. and you think might be shit. I'm going to ask you a question. Because in my head, this is the game I've, yeah. I've often thought about picking up again. Because my memory of it is good, but I feel like it's going to be rubbish. Crash Test Dummies. Oh, I think that's going to be rubbish. So do I. I see, it's on the stairs, isn't it? Yeah, I think it was Mega Drive as well. Was it? I think I've seen. I've got fond memories of it. Playing it around a friend, you know, it was a rental around a friend's house, and it was like, yeah, it's good fun. But yeah, I feel like it might be wrong. You just have to crash, or was it a platformer? It was a bit of a platform. I think it was a combination from memory, but who knows? I reckon. Well, we'll we'll assume it's rubbish. Correct as if we're wrong. Um, In any case, that is April of 1990. We are kicking off now. I feel like we're we're kicking off. Um, movies are big in the next few months we're, we're heading into summer blockbuster we've we've got past the Christmas lull yeah April Wrestlemania World Cup Vogue I mean you know we're we're, we're, we're kicking the World Cup's coming up Gaza's gonna cry I have also as a result of you know as you do when you look these things up it comes up with the US stuff first I've seen some US movie releases that are gonna be coming over here soon yeah. and I'm like oh yeah we're, we're in for a good time there's some great movies to come uh, in 1990 but uh, that is it for April um, join us next month for, for May 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 of 1990 there's, there's no Wrestlemania 6 in May so we might be a bit like a bit disappointed well I, I need to find out what's going on in EastEnders well Dot what, what will happen with Dot I remember the storyline now. I can't believe that memory has just popped in my head from <laughs> Nasty doing this Nick show. is is making two meals, not giving one meal to Dot. Dot's got the other meal. Why could he possibly be doing that? What, is Ethel going to turn up with her willy? Who find knows? out next month. We'll find out whatever happened to that statue. Oh, yeah. Of the statue and it checking this with the plant plot from Neighbours that Joe Mangle. <laughs> it's broken. Joe Mangle broke it. He came over from Australia. Broke then broke um, Diane's naked statue. Yeah. It could be. And, like, plots from soaps that never got finished. There we go. I, I can't believe he just gets away with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, fine. We're just going to leave it there. Yeah, brilliant. You know, they could have at least had the Mitchells just, you know, yeah. give him a bit of a kick. 
give him a hiding. Yeah. Like, it would have been scare a hide- him off. Scare him out. It was of all time. the hiding back then, wasn't it? Yeah. But I think like, Frank didn't get one of the Mitchells, though, because they, they wound him up in episode one. But so. the Mitchells, they're a bit bad, right? Yeah. The, yeah. But, but they, they, they were like moral, right? So yeah. if they saw this, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. You know. They would have been a, a clip around the ear or yeah. been roughed up. Just a bit, you know. Don't know. It was a, bit a rough and tumble. Yeah. Chased in like Phil's Porsche or something. I don't know. Well, Phil's Porsche is presumably getting repaired after last month. After right? Wingmare got knocked off. Yeah. Didn't it? yeah. Anyway, we will be back next time with May of 1990. Thank you for listening, everybody. We will catch you next time. Good night. <laughs>